Uh, Martin, do you do you know about a do you know about a twiggy stick? Yeah, it's the euphemism for pig anus in a tube. Oh, okay. That's a little more descriptive than what I heard previous to this conversation. Um, I call them meat sticks. Yeah, meat sticks. Okay. I was eating this. It's it's a Carolina Reaper meat stick. Are you familiar with the Carolina Reaper? No. Is that like the Grim Reaper, but from one of the Carolinas? It's a pepper. It's one of those peppers that's uh. like unhumanly hot kind of things where they like grow them just to be hot. It's, it's delicious. So if I start coughing or like turn super red or just fall over and die during the recording, you will know why. So... Mark, just as we were just as we were waiting to get set up here, the, I hit Jason with two really early Australianisms, and he wasn't ready for it. So I, I wasn't. With, no, I called it. I called his meat stick a twiggy stick. Mm-hmm. He didn't know what we're I was talking, talking about. The food, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll say Jason's meat yeah. stick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Yeah. I didn't turn it's, the camera on too early. It's a twiggy stick. Okay, but then I was also talking about his hair, and because his hair is, he's looking a bit bedheadish this morning or this evening yeah. for him. Um, yeah, it's kind of could be styled, could be off a pillow. I don't know. That's that's exactly what I'm going for. You just don't know. I said, Jason, mm-hmm. have you got a lucky band in that hair? And he had no idea what I was talking about. No, I thought he said lackey, like I was lazy. I thought he said lucky, like I don't know what that is either. Um, turns out lackey is actually Australian for elastic because it's too long of a word. So we had to hack it up. Mm. And we landed at Lackey. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it were Lackey Ban, like B-A-N. Like the D was even too much. Well, it's that's probably just how Lackey we say Ban. it. Yeah, Lackey yeah. Ban. Lackey yeah. dash Ban. Okay. I think most Australians would just go, oh, yeah, one of those. Actually, what we don't, we actually don't say Ban. We just say a Lackey. You just got a Lackey? There you go. You don't bother with Ban. I don't think I've ever personally used that term, actually. And I don't mean that to dispute it. I just mean, you know, I'm obviously some weirdo from New South Wales and I don't match. Boys, great job with the episode last week. Thank you. Last week. Not last week. Two last weeks fortnight. ago? Last fortnight. Two weeks ago. We do it every two weeks. I'm not sure yes. if you're new here, but um, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. I forgot how to plug my microphone in. So good job. <laughs> you forgot how to plug in an XLR microphone. <laughs> it it's has a, a keyway. <laughs> so yeah, I really enjoyed listening to the show last time. It was great. Uh, good job. So did you listen? I, I always wonder this. Um, I've never not been on a show. And I'm not saying that to disparage you. I'm just saying that as a fact. Did you listen to it when it was in the folder previous to going up? Or do you wait until it actually hits? And I'm making an assumption here that you actually are subscribed to the show. (laughs) That it goes into your podcast player of choice, at which point you listen to it. I, as much as this will upset Martin, many times Mm. I prefer to wait for the official public release before listening to it because okay. I know that I should do like check, but I, I trust Martin's editing. So I don't need to review what he's done. Oh, and thank you. I like the surprise. I like getting it when everybody else does and just wondering what has been crafted. 
And particularly last week, absolutely, because I had no idea what was said. So it was like being a listener of my own show. I really enjoyed it. I waited to the pub- public release. Okay. And you know that I listen to it 100% through every time anyway at 1x because I'm not a monster. I listened to our own show at 1.3x. Wow. Because that is... I, sa- mm-hmm. I sound smarter when I speak a little faster. <laughs> See, it's interesting you bring that up because I know there are people out there who listen at faster than one times and that's up to them and some podcasts that i listen to through overcast particularly i will have you know maybe smart speeds uh, smart speed turned on but i'll be honest the amount of time that i spend personally editing even the pauses like for timing Uh i don't I mean, I don't lose sleep over it. I'm not offended. If people want to listen to it faster, that's fine. But Do not. the interesting thing is that if you actually listen to it with zero algorithmic smart speed interference or otherwise, like hours are spent actually lining up. It's perfect. It's literally perfect. It's literally perfect. It's literally perfect. It's literally perfect. Thank you. I don't, I don't need to be told that, although I'm happy to take it. <laughs> but like arranging if we speak over each other to have boom, boom, boom for a joke. Like that's maybe what you're missing. If uh... I'll, I'll change my settings because I feel like I've just been, I feel like my dad said, you're not in trouble, Andrew. I'm not, I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed. No, because I know for a fact that listeners would enjoy it the way they want. So I don't judge or feel any offense at all. And it is funny because I know Jason has said that he doesn't like, I think you said, Jason, how it actually speeds up our theme music. It and it's possible ru- that people are out there. It ruins the theme music. It absolutely butchers everything to do with a podcast. Anything that's not 1X. But mainly the transitions, right? Everything. I think it ruins the entire show. Because right. any, okay. they're in natural conversation, you have pauses, you have tones, you have moods. This just strips it all out and makes it robotic and terrible. It should be listened in the way in which it was created. And that is it. Wow. Okay. So who do you feel like you were told off by more, Andrew? You, Martin. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm screaming at him. You said like one thing and he's like, oh, I'm very, very hurt by that. I feel Martin. like Jason just expressed a personal opinion. Whereas I felt like you were looking down at my eyes and just saying, Andrew, do better. Now that I'm back, I can reassert control over this show. Yeah. And reassert control I have because I look in the show notes and I realize that it's basketballs all the way down. Now, either I am that domineering or you guys are just getting super lazy about show notes. What's the story? Well, let's be clear here. There are pre-show notes and there are show notes. Oh, sorry. So I just want to make the distinction that those are two different things. Or the run sheet, if you will. Run sheet, yes. The run sheet is dominated by basketballs. You were gone. We missed you. We wanted you to fill it up. That's exactly right. You missed out last time, so lead the way. And you're editing, so it's the double whammy. You can just... Yeah, now when it goes three hours, you have no one to blame but yourself. And also, you put in things last week that we had no idea about and just talked about them anyway. So now you're here, you can actually talk about your own topics. So cool. All right. Well, let me start with the top. Let me start with this topic that is about starting. 
Recently, I have started a new job. Bum, bum, bum. Right. I'm curious. It's been a it's been a long time since I've started like a real fresh new job at a fresh new place, new people. Are you okay sharing what that length would be? Um, probably about. Well, in terms of a new job, like a like a new cha- place, not like a new position or like like a, yeah, like a okay. different place. So it's weird. This is so, the 70s, right? So I changed place <laughs> about three years ago. <laughs> Shut up, Martin. <laughs> Not even the 80s or the 90s, just straight up the 70s. Wow. Screw you. This is um, going to be a good one. We're only nine minutes in. Come this on, is already getting spicy. I thought, my, I thought my meat stick was spicy. This is really going somewhere. Go ahead. Every time we start a recording, I think, I'm going to be nice this time, but then I just like stirring him up, even though he knows that I'm not serious. It's just too much fun. Yeah, yeah. It cuts. Um, <laughs> so I started a new, a new place three years ago but it was essentially the same job and i was working with the same people because we all moved to place it's a long story so i'm not counting that so before that i was at the same place for about 11 years Mm. so this is probably it realistically if we're talking new place totally like all fresh don't know what the heck's going on it's probably like close to 14 years wow pretty nuts because like 10 years i feel like is a that's like a like a like a work lifetime. I feel like, Ooh, yeah. In the, I mean, you can have multiples of those, but ten the ten year mark feels like a real, like okay, this is like a good portion of my life at this point. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've started a new job, all new, and I'm well out of practice, and I'm much older than I was when I last did it. And you know, I, it comes with more seniority because you get older and you get. You move to jobs that are more senior. So my question to you guys who perhaps have started new jobs more recently than myself is where do you draw the line between balancing learning the new job and fitting in and getting the culture and understanding all that versus just getting in there and starting to do stuff, change stuff, assert yourself and make things happen? Where Where is your threshold for that Differential. I think Jason started a job more recently than I did. So, do you want to go first, fresh guy? Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's there's a big question that you have to start out with to kind of forks that conversation in terms of how big is the company? Is it a ten thousand person global behemoth? No, negative. Or is it like a fifty person startupy kind of thing? I think that matters a lot. Somewhere in the middle. Okay. And I also think it matters a lot if the area you're going into, if you are already quote unquote, an expert in that area versus like a new, like you're changing everything, new company, new role. Like I used to be in engineering, now I'm in marketing or like, you know, something like that. So I think both of those things matter a lot, but let's say you're going like from similar size company to similar size company, similar ish role to similar ish role give or take, like no role is ever the same business to business. It That's just the way it is. But I feel like in the larger companies, you're going to take longer, not because you want to, but because the system is so broken, you have to take longer just to figure it out and like understand why X is connected to B instead of X is connected to Y because reasons that have been there since like three generations of workers before you. So like Mm -hmm. there's that 
Whereas I feel like with the smaller companies, if you're coming in as sort of that expertise, I think it's almost expected that you're going to come in and just like get to it. Like we brought you here because you're employee 11 because like we need to get from like zero to a hundred now. So you're expected to like just change stuff, move stuff, do whatever you want to get it done. But in the larger one, maybe that works, but I've, in my experience, that's generally never been like the right way to do things. <laughs> like you think you're going to like come in and just like change the world, but it's like, Oh, by the way, there's 50 layers of, of bureaucracy and stuff that you have to deal with. So I think you're probably, I'm going to say conservatively three months of just lay of the land mm-hmm. alliances issues that existed before you got there that you want to make sure you're aware of um at least three months is my my long-winded answer it's a good answer thank you martin do you have any insights as a a youngster who's probably just finished his work experience stint that's true actually all i've done for years is just take coffee orders and most of the time i'm wrong so you don't do photocopying anymore do you that's sort of what's a photocopier It's a good return sir, return on his serve of the 70s comment. I like where this is going. Yeah, this exactly. Is yeah, that's okay. Yeah, we're not talking about the facsimile, are we? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been in my current job for just over five years. Been really enjoying it. Um, I've learned a lot, uh, a lot of really good people and uh, kind of challenged me in ways that were unexpected, but then also fit in with the skills and interests that I have. So I feel it's been a really good balance. What I'm going to say won't really apply to everyone because I think it depends on your level of introversion or extroversion, how reserved you are, maybe even the type of work that you do. But I work in communication and that requires, surprise, surprise, communicating. So when I started my job, I saw the learning and the doing and the meeting people as all pretty much the same thing. If you're doing something that's much more, I don't want to say isolated, but focused on doing something with data or where you don't need to communicate with people, you're probably going to be wading through a lot of information to try to understand things before you apply knowledge or practice something. In my position, and this might just be my personality or bias, in order to learn things, I had to start doing and meeting people. Because if you're going to communicate things or work with social media platforms or try to talk to others, you can't do that unless you start meeting people. So for me, the learning was who's who, What's this? What does that terminology mean? Who do I have to get in touch with to actually start doing stuff? So I think if you're in that sort of role where you have to be constantly interfacing with other humans, you can't view them as separate tasks. You actually have to put yourself out there, get access to stuff and tell people who you are so that you can do your job. And look, there's some level of anxiety or nervousness with that. When I started my job, I was like, what am I doing? This is a bigger place than what I'm used to, but you settle in, you learn who's who and what's what, and you get into the groove of the whole thing. So I think um, if you can have a balance of both, learning and doing, that's ideal. Yeah, one of the things I've noticed in this job so far is that I haven't haven't been able to hold back. I have just been... I've just had to assert myself at times and, like, think, this is... why You know, ask the question, why are we doing it this way? Shouldn't it be done this other way? And I'm already feel like I'm actively doing stuff. And it's, it's kind of a good feeling. 
So yeah, I'm enjoying it. And you shouldn't be afraid of changing things. You don't want to be viewed as who's this new person who just wants to suddenly change everything that we've been doing. What do they know? But then you also don't want to completely retract and never offer anything because they go, why did we hire this person? So I think it's a matter of uh, asking questions and showing interest and then based on that inquisitive or curious communication with people, people go, oh, he or she or they actually asked the question and tried to find out and now their suggestion to change something is actually based on some form of consultation. So change immediately is great if you've actually asked some questions. Question everything, analyze, and then selectively change. Oh, that's good. That could be a blog post. I like that. I have another question that stems from this last one. So this is a job in which I am having to be somewhere. Again, it's been a long time since I've had to be at a location at a time in the morning, like physically present. This has reminded me and brought to my attention, I've never been a morning person. I really have a hard time getting up out of bed in the morning and I am having to decide, you know, I'm having to get up, I'm having to make lunch for myself, get prepared, get dressed, get in the car, all timed out so that I arrive at a location at a certain time. I don't like it, okay? <laughs> I've got to be honest, I don't like it. But it's quite another question for you guys. I don't jump out of bed in the morning. I struggle to get up. It's like snooze, I want to snooze every time. Do you guys jump out of bed in the morning like, yes, I'm ready to face the day? Or is every single morning a, a, a battle of will against yourself? Up at up at four thirty a.m. every day, rise and grind. No, not even if I. I am so not. I used to be a night person. I've never been a morning person ever, other than by force. Hmm. Um, and now I'm not even really a night person either. <laughs> I'm sort of just like a few good hours here or there during the day is about where I'm at now. Am I right in saying if you need to get up to order a product at a strange time, you can do that, but that's about it? Yeah, if I need to be up at 3 a.m. to, like, get a new whatever thing, yeah, I can do that. Uh, This morning, I had to do an airport drop, like, boom, up, ready to go. It's really mostly if if it depends on doing something for someone else, done. Like, I I will do that 110%. If it's anything to do with myself... Other than the the phone ordering kind of situation, it's probably not going to happen. I'll probably just say like, yeah, I'd rather just get the extra sleep. Look, the universe is biased against morning people. It's totally biased or biased towards morning people, biased against Mm. night people. Mm -hmm. Martin, what do you do? Do you you jump out of bed? You seem like a jump out of bed kind of guy. You're so enthusiastic about life. Thank you. But that's after I've taken about 90 minutes to two hours to wake up as a non-morning person. So what you're seeing is the product of hours of very slow 1980s computer style boot up procedure. Okay. So he's a morning person after two hours. Yeah. And I agree with the whole, the, let's say, late capitalist society that we're in is biased towards morning people. Um, I've always been someone who found that any kind of rise before 7am is not a human thing. That's not normal. And if you can do that, and I know people in my family, friends, circle, 
people I work with, they can do it and I wish them all the best. I can't do it. And since, you know, starting a family and everything and, you know, caring for a child and rushing around doing all these things and then only having certain hours of the evening to spend with your significant other or do other things that are hobbies or study or whatever, that kind of pushes that bedtime even further to fit those things into your life, which then has this never-ending cycle of, wow, I probably look like I'm only operating at 40% today. So I like to think that I'm never slacking or overly exhausted because of that, but it's like, yeah, I should probably get some more sleep. I, I find it to be so absolutely hilarious that the people that seem so hard up for like, get up at 4 a.m. and like get to the do, do all your stuff, like are the kind of people that have jobs that rely on daylight 0%. So it really makes no difference what time of day they're doing anything because it's the same work no matter what. You're in front of a screen in a room with, with artificial light. So like, yeah, chill out maybe with that. But no, no morning. Yeah, but I remember, I remember getting up for school and just being like bleary eyed and like, what do I, oh, I got to eat this Vegemite toast that I made while I watch Pokemon. And like, oh, how many craters have there been in Dragon Ball Z so far now? I've lost track. They've all been like, oh, I got to get to school. That was my morning. That sounds like the dream. But doing that at like 10 a.m. instead of 7. It'd be great if that were all pushed to that time, actually. I would have liked that. But um, like Sunday no. morning, this morning, I woke up at 9.30 a.m. And it was glorious. Okay, next on the agenda. I was looking through the back catalogue of our shows and I realised that we are actually tech adjacent. So the next item on my agenda for today is tech adjacent. I, don't, I can't remember if I've already said this as well. This might have already been a topic. I didn't search the show notes. Uh-oh. Really well? I have... Mm, I saw this next point and went, this is very interesting, and I look forward to picking a bone with Andrew. So go on. Oh, are we doing bone picking? Oh, there'll be a... Mo- Think of the smallest bone in the body. It's like part of a phalange or something. It's a very bone, minor thing. Bone picking corner. <laughs> okay. Off you go. So Apple Pages, there was a little conversation on Mastodon that I noted this morning. Oh, about pages, that app. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Between our friend, uh, our friend Johnny Decimal, um, who is, I, I will say, is, I'm hoping to arrange to be a future guest on our show. Just my life has been crazy recently. He's, he's agreed to it in principle. We just haven't ironed out the details. My fault, not his. Um, Johnny Decimal and John Gruber having a conversation about pages. And I couldn't help but chime in because I recently used pages to write a a report for a consulting gig I did, paid consulting gig. I used Pages rather than Microsoft Word, mm. and Pages was really good. It really? took me about a, oh. a, a, it took me an hour or so to figure out how it worked. <laughs> what? It took you an hour to learn how to use Pages? Well, yeah, just to, maybe to more how? unlearn Microsoft Word. Maybe that was more the point. What the spacing that doesn't make sense in Microsoft Word. Was it like 55 minutes of just like, why is this not ugly? And then you did your report or like, what? How, yeah, where's, where's my format painter? You know? Like, okay. Um, why do you not want to use the ribbon? <laughs> yeah, the ribbon, don't get me. I, the ribbon is meant to be make things easier to find and use. And oh my gosh, I want Word 6 so much when I try and use the ribbon. It, but pages, it's really good. And it makes things look elegant. This report that I put together 
it was beautiful. And I had charts and graphs and they were all lined up and you move it and like the text just gets out of the way and it was just lovely. And I gotta say, pages. Surprisingly good. You should you should look into Mac OS. I've heard it's it's pretty nice as well. Well, what's even more weird about this, right, is because since this new job that I've referred to see earlier in the episode, yeah, I've gone. They're a PC house, of course they are. I've just lent, I've just gone like, okay, I'm working in a PC world. I'm going to lean right into PC world. I'm using OneNote. I'm using Microsoft Task to do. I'm just using all. I'm sharing links out of Word documents. Yeah, you're a you're a PC guy and a PC world. You've just been rifling through. Through my briefcase. I'm window managing across multiple screens because I've got the double screen setup. I've just got a PC guy, right? PC guy. Mm. PC guy. We love you for it. Mm -hmm. But when I think about pages, I think that was lovely. I really enjoyed it. And it was beautiful. (laughs) I have never, I don't think I've ever created a Word document that is beautiful. I've created plenty of Word documents that are functionally sufficient. You've just described Office functionally sufficient are we moving away from andrew the business canyon to andrew i work canyon is that what's happening today i think it's i think canyon i think andrew the business canyon is reaching an intersection of the business and liberal arts (laughs) (laughs) is it still called i work I have seen that name still float around, but I don't think they actively promote it that way. Because it's not really like a like a package anymore. I feel like right, like it's it, they're, like they're all a package in a sense that they're like officey yeah. thingies. But like, I feel like there's no maybe somewhere in the app store it says like get the collection or whatever. But I'm I feel like I haven't seen I just the term I work in a very long time. So I've just searched iWork and there are current pages on Apple's website that refer to it as those three apps. But yeah, I don't think they sell it or push it that way anymore. But it's not like iWork 23 or some crap anymore. It's just whatever is the current one. Okay. But guys, at the same time as I successfully created a really good pages document, I've got another confession. Yesterday, you use numbers rather than Excel. No, yesterday, I, yesterday I built a spreadsheet. That might be a step too far. I built a spreadsheet yesterday. Okay? That's too pretty. Mm-hmm. It's been a little while since I built a spreadsheet from scratch, but I did it. It wasn't overly complicated, but then I added complication because I wanted formulas to stay blank and to, I wanted the cell to remain empty until it calculated. Yeah. So you, then, you know, so, so I overcomplicated it. Um, I used. Excel. I just defaulted to Excel. Of course you did. It's what you know. I'm sorry. It's who you are. And halfway through using Excel, actually at the point where I was trying to get, you know, do you know what I mean? Like when you, so you want to pre-populate a cell that does calculations, right? And then later on, as you add data into other cells, the result of the calculation pops up. But in Excel... While the while the referen- referencing cells are empty, it'll give you like some result, hmm. and that's ugly because you, you, it's it's incorrect. So you want that result cell to remain empty until you enter data in. Do you know how complicated that is to do in Excel? You have to like nest your formula in another formula just to say don't calculate this. You can't just toggle something and say, you know, calculate when there's data. I bet numbers just does that. 
you actually have to formulate, build it. Well, that's what I'm, that's, and that's the point I got to yesterday. I was like, I wonder if Numbers just does this. I bet it just does it because it looks nice. Yeah, it would look really nice. So yeah. maybe I have to re-engineer it in Numbers. <laughs> but if, if people out there know, if people out there know, I would I would love to uh, get your feedback on that, no one, please. No Can one's Numbers do that. this? So let me just bring up. Just while we're talking, talk amongst yourselves. Okay, I've got it here. So my formula had to be equal. Wait till he if. finds out about Keynote. Can you imagine when he learns that PowerPoint is not as pretty as Keynote? That's going to blow his mind. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't know. Calibri dresses up every single PowerPoint. And now that they're moving to, what is it? Aptos? Aptos? What is it? Aptos. Don't care. New default Couldn't, font. Could not care Ooh. at all. Keynote's going to be given a run for its money. It was called Berenstein Bears or something, and they changed the name. Bierstadt or something, I think. It was equal. Look at this. Listen to this. Equals if open bracket is blank, open bracket. Yeah. Open bracket dollar C19, close bracket, comma, <coughs> quote, quote, comma, F19 divided by two, close bracket. Show title. If I've ever heard a show title, like, that's it. It's right there. That's if if that's even allowed to be put into the text field, I don't know. It'll, it'll probably, break the transcription it'll software. Probably clear the whole database or something. But we'll try. But it. why should I have to do that? Just, just like it, I've got a better one, but you're probably not interested. But basically, I'm having to nest. No. I'm having to do if statements with is blank just to get a blank. Ah, oh. anyway, numbers. If you can do that, if anybody knows numbers can do that, let me know. Right in. Can you do your job without using a spreadsheet? Mm. Like, could you just eliminate the whole practice? And well, that on? was a personal task. That wasn't even work. That was just me. Oh, God. In so you could, life. you could just wipe it off the face of the earth. You don't even have to touch a spreadsheet app. In my current job, I, I encountered my first spreadsheet on Friday, but it was merely just entering some cells rather than actually. Right. And I met another person. This is another exciting thing. I met another person at you work. Met, there's actually another person at your company. You, yes. Wow. And they, they are an Excel person. And like we, we bonded oh, over like she, she had a formula. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting way. I was like, I would have used concatenate. Wow. But she was using another formula to merge cells. I was like. Excel, just, just bringing people together left and right, building business relationships, one Office 365 at a time. That's amazing. Reaching out across cell borders. Across, across the literally across borders, yeah. <laughs> Don't format your cell borders in Excel because then if you copy and paste them, it mucks up your borders. That The borders go with it. I hate that. That's all right. They've only, they've only been working on Excel for something like 380 years, so eventually they'll figure out how to fix that. <laughs> Are you, Jason Burke looks so bored at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> You did just literally read out a cell formula on an audio <laughs> format to I don't even know how many people. Imagine pretty sure how... about 15 listeners just had a car accident trying to follow what you said. <laughs> they got it open on their phone trying to figure out how do I even do Excel on my phone while I'm driving. I don't know, but I need this. For don't worry, that formula will be the show title. So it'll be right there. Copy and paste. You'll be ready to go. Now, Andrew, I can see something in our topic pool yeah. that you probably want to mention. Yeah. What's that? Link to this topic. Are you going to oh, refer to that? Okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't want to brag on my- Can you say it? Because I feel like I'm bragging on myself. No. 
Nah, nah, you say it, man. That's not my duty. Nah, no, no, I can't. I think they call I, that a humble brag. Okay, so, okay, all right, fine. So the little <laughs> Mastodon toot, I tooted out about pages yeah. being good and mm. making me money for consulting. John Gruber favorited your post. Mm. Boom! Hemispheric views on the map. He also loves threads, so take that for what you will. I can talk threads if you want to. I really don't, but please do. <laughs> I feel like I'm dominant. I'm really do dominating this episode. Okay, so so I got the app. I used it for like ten minutes. I didn't love it. it sounds like sounds like most of the users. My IPv6, IPv4 Eero router problem reared its head again. <laughs> And so I had I deleted the apps because I needed IPv6 more than I needed threads. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that IPv6 has made a return. I don't get it. If somebody can help me out with that, why is Eero, if I enable IPv6 on my Eero router, all meta products stop working? Feature, not a bug. Well, uh, that's what I figured. So I deleted Instagram and I deleted threads and I was like, ah, good. Happy with that. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm done with their apps. Anyway, just back to your humble brag. I think that's great that he acknowledged you for using Pages. And I want to echo John Gruber's acknowledgement because I think Pages is a great app. I used to use it at school, at uni. I still use it for things like formatting transcripts that I do for my other research show stuff that I've mentioned before. Um, the thing that I wanted to like kind of, let's say, phalange pick with you mm. was that some time ago on this very podcast, I was unfairly named Mr. Default. <laughs> now, it's true. I yes. do like default settings where possible to avoid confusion or things breaking and you can't find out where it is. And look, pages. Yeah, you could argue as a default app. But I also recall some time ago when we were looking for some solution to the let's not say argument, but heated discussion of where our topic pool would reside. Mm. I threw pages out as a suggestion due to its nice formatting and options for various different things. And someone by the name of Andrew Canyon crapped all over that suggestion and basically <laughs> characterized pages as useless in the face of something like Microsoft Office. Discuss. I think it was Jason that pushed against pages more than me. Wow. I don't know. Well, about I think that. you both did, but I'm just trying to pin it on you because now you're Mr. Pages. And I think the problem with Pages was that it was literally operated as Pages. You kept getting page breaks and things, and it was annoying. I hated that. Yeah, yeah. It was actually more the, it was more the the share the collaboration part was not working very well. It's like you would make an update and then like it wouldn't show, and then you'd reopen it, and then everything was different. It was very odd in terms of how it worked for three people trying to collaborate on the same document yeah but the thing that's so great about it is that and this is one of the beautiful things about pages if jason for example you and i had opened it in pages and andrew in some you know top class business environment had accidentally opened that document in word and then inadvertently changed something to do with the formatting we would have had that wonderful moment of opening the app to mm -hmm. have that document open with a dialogue box saying the fonts that you used were missing. And that's something that I really enjoy coming from Word to Pages, knowing that some version of Calibri or Franklin Gothic has not been translated well into Helvetica Neuer. So, look, that's the fun that we're missing out on by not having this confusion. We could move it again if, if we'd like. 
We could go to Bear. Oh, no, Bear doesn't do collaboration, does it? No, no collaboration. Bears are, <laughs> bears are solo creatures. Anyway, look, I'm talking crap, Andrew. I think it's fantastic that you got endorsed by Mr. Gruber, and I'm happy that you're in the pages fold now. So good on you. Well, I just hope he starts listening to Hemispheric Views and throws some of that, um, you know, fireball magic our way. Keep using and talking about pages and maybe it'll come true. You never know. Beep, bop, boop, beep, boop. I hope people listen to that with smart speed. If people love this show. Unsubscribe. Wait, no. Sorry. What was the full question? That was it. Oh, that was the prompt. That was like a, like an AI prompt. Yes. Should I put that into one of those thingies and see what it says? Yes. If people like XHV dot 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 send. Whoa, that's a lot of text. This thing's really good at spitting out a lot of BS all at once. (laughs) If it's not good for anything else. Um, If people enjoy Hemispheric Views, it may be because the podcast offers diverse perspectives and insights on various topics. The hosts may present engaging engaging discussions, provide thought-provoking analysis, or offer unique viewpoints that resonate with listeners. Ultimately, people's enjoyment of Hemispheric Views could stem from the quality of content and the podcast's ability to captivate and inform its audience. It knows we're a podcast. It does. It used to think far different things, so clearly it's learning. I'm happy that it thinks that we're unique and informative and high quality, but do you think we're diverse? Oh, well, our perspectives are, surely. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How much of this crap is just from some, like, thing that we wrote, like, three years ago, and it's in some, like, header of something? (laughs) By the way, I'm copying and pasting this to the website right now. What you were meant to say, Jason, is if people like this show... If people enjoy hemispheric views, it may be because the podcast offers. Oh, you oh, didn't want no. me to read it stop! Again. <laughs> stop! Control C. Control. What? It's a terminal. You got to control C it. Would you like me to ask about OnePrimePlus.com? Would you like me to ask about that? Yes, I would. Okay. What is the benefit of? One prime plus. Do I put the dot com? Probably not. I think that'll confuse it. I'm just going to do one prime plus. Let's see what it says. Oh, wow. One prime plus offers several benefits to its subscribers. This is true. Some of the key advantages include, wow, it's still typing. It's got a laundry list of things. Oh my God. These are not real. Okay. Oh dear. Uh, it's hold on. I have to scroll. There's oh boy. Okay. Some of the advantages include free and faster shipping. Subscribers can enjoy free and expedited shipping on eligible items, allowing them to receive their purchases quickly and without any additional cost. That's helpful. Um. Oh, it's oh, it thinks I'm talking about. Okay. Never mind. Scratch that. Delete that part. Friend of the show, Nick Tan, introduced me and, by extension, all of us, 
to a YouTube channel that I think the majority of the internet already knows about. Yes. I don't think we're, I don't think this is a, a early sh- show of a topic. I think, I think people probably know, but we didn't there's know. A, there's a new user born every day, right? That's true. Uncle Roger, Uncle Roger seems, to, seems like his, his thing is to just uh, review cooking, cook online cooking videos and give his opinion of them. That's at least all I've seen so far. I've enjoyed them. I've enjoyed them a lot. My kids have also enjoyed them. Uh, everybody in our house is now running around saying "Hiya!" a lot. Is that a, is that a catchphrase from the? Yes, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he's a celebratory people, thing, uh, it can be used in many ways. Actually, he, there is a video where he discusses how "Hiya!" can be used in so many ways. It's very emotional kind of word. Um, so yeah, it's really good. I like it. And I have learnt so much about egg fried rice. Good dish. More than I ever thought I'd need to know in the last few days of watching Uncle Roger. I encourage everybody to watch it if they haven't already. I'm sure you have because apparently everybody has except me. Did you like and subscribe? I did. I did both those things. Oh, good. Okay. Right. Well, now I have to be a stickler in our show notes, which I wasn't intending to be, but here I go. Um, Is this a media corner? Yes, it would be. I guess technically it is media that is within a corner. So by definition, media corner. Media corner. Cool. I just had to establish that. No, no, that means I can insert the theme when I edit. Media Corner. I have to ask you, Andrew, um, how are you feeling when I'm editing, which is not this time, so help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Um, How do you feel when I insert clips of you singing into parts of the episode that you're not expecting? 45. It makes me very happy. I'm pleased to hear that. And did you detect at the end of last show's closing theme, before the surprise after show, that you were actually in the thing at the end of it? No. Was I? You didn't hear it? I might have to go back. I was probably listening at 1.3 speed. I didn't know. (laughs) I took an app corner fragment from your jingle and put it on the last three kind of notes at the end of the theme. So you are actually part of last show's closing theme. There are three rules of hemispheric views. Always subscribe to One Prime Plus, always listen to the very, very end, and always listen at 1x. Those, that's it. It's that simple. I'm going back. Yeah, I'm going to go listen at 1x again. Okay. Don't forget the subscription thing at the beginning. That, that was the first. Just before we likened you to Gandalf in the music there. Oh, mm. right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to listen again. Okay. Let me check it out. I feel like I've uh, uh, you went to a lot of effort with the edit, and I haven't paid it due respect. So I apologize. Yeah, just this one time. Yeah. On the plus side, though, thanks for juicing the uh, download numbers. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that Squarespace? That's one more download. Are we going to are we going to be a Squarespace company or a podcast? Squarespace podcast. If we were going to get a sponsor, in all seriousness, who would who would you like to have? If I know you don't like sponsors, Jason, I get that. But let's say let's say it was a 
it was a deal we just couldn't refuse. Okay. You get to choose who's going to. Um, the, the liquor, the licorice company, um, Daryl Lee, Daryl Lee. Yeah. Cause then they would send me, they would send me like all kinds of free licorice and that would be great. What is with New Zealand and Australia and licorice? I feel like all the good licorice comes from either New Zealand or Australia. Why is that? We take it seriously. We like it. I like it's, it's quite literally the only good ones that I've ever had in my entire life. And are you just eating straight licorice or do you like it mixed with chocolate and other things or just all the things? I like the fruit ones, like the, like the raspberries or the strawberries. Um, I've seen that there's a watermelon one that I need to get my hands on apparently, which that sounds life changing, but yeah, that's, it's always the New Zealand or Australian licorice. That's the good one. And how do you feel about straight aniseed flavor? Is that your thing? Oh, no. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. Nope. There's right. there's exactly 50% of our household that likes that, and I am not in that 50%. Do you just mean the black one? Like the normal black, like, like genuine, just normal like, licorice? Yeah, like licorice, licorice, fl- yeah. That's the best. That's, what, that's the whole point of no, it. No. I kind worst. of feel like it's a, it's a sweet or a candy that punishes you. It's like you thought it was going to be nice, but Yeah, it's like sorry. listening to a podcast at 1.5x is really what it's like. <laughs> I feel like someone who chewed tobacco a hundred years ago thought, could we just have a dessert or sweet version of this? And it's just like, why do I want this black stuff all over my tooth? Yeah. Yeah. Can we have dessert chewing tobacco? Let's have that. That sounds good. <laughs> it's the best. You guys are crazy. Do, do you spit your licorice into a spittoon? Is that he what he does? Doing? He totally does. <laughs> Get that perfect ping. As a matter of fact, I've got, I've got a supply right here. <laughs> that makes the room smell nice. Ugh. Um, Martin, do you have a sponsor? A sponsor. Look, it's not someone that I'm dying to have on the show, but I feel like what would be most on brand, particularly around May and June, would be Officeworks, just to really oh. get that end of financial year thing happening. I We've said this before, but if we could literally do a show recorded in an Officeworks, like at one of their little demo, like, desks with the chairs and stuff like that would be (laughs) that would be so incredibly and like have a live audience but like only two and a half people show up i think andrew would explode with joy because the topic pool wouldn't be in craft it wouldn't be in apple notes or pages or bear or evernote it would be on a flip chart oh flip chart yes and it would all there'd be so much space you wouldn't have to have the page breaks would you you wouldn't even have to flip until you were doing like a members episode or, you know, refer back to another thing. And you'd have that whole awkward thing where like the permo has gone through to one, but it's like, oh, where was it? And then suddenly there'd just be noise of paper flipping every, it'd be really he quite exciting. He could have a tie on, but it's like slightly loosened because he's like in the, like sleeves are half, three quarter rolled up and he's just in there flipping pages. sweat marks on yeah, the white business shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Now that, that would be the show. Can we have a parking lot for when topics like when we go off topic and we're like, let's just park that noted, but for later. Always. And you know what's happening? I can already tell because Andrew's like lifting his arm constantly to park things in the parking lot. And you know what happens when you lift your arm when you're in a business shirt? 
it untucks itself and you get that kind of bunchy thing above of, your pants. Yeah, you get that totally. And you're always trying to fix it. And the only way you can fix it is if you go to the toilet and have to do extra business and do the whole removal and start again. But within two minutes, you've lifted your arm and, and you've it's puffed ruined up again. again. Yeah, we'll get you a laser, uh, a laser pointer so you can point at the screen. Um, you can point at the the L, uh, the uh, projector screen that you can't see because they're both light sources and they cancel <laughs> each other out. So that'll be good. Uh, the parking lot thing at the end will get chucked directly in the trash in typical business fashion because we know we're never coming back to any of that ever. Uh, this oh, you, sounds like the back. perfect show. You'll, you'll loop back around. Do you want to loop back on that? Okay. Yeah, we could I think loop you back. Yeah, yeah, we do, we, we can do loop a loop back. back. Yeah. Maybe just next put quarter. The looping. Let's just put the looping back into the parking lot, okay, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Next quarter. The we'll get to that next quarter. Now? Q3. That's a Q3 thing. Take that one offline. Q3 OKR objective. Um, that's what we're going. We for just need there. to unpack this a little more. If we could do that, if there were a little more unpacking, I feel like we might be really getting to the to the meat of it. So moving forward, how do we feel about cascading? Oh, moving forward. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you move forward enough, it eventually cascades in on itself. It's, and yeah. you're back where you started, so you've looped mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. and then you're back in the parking lot. Don't forget critical path we got to make sure we're on the we got to get through that critical path and there's there's no blockers on the critical path jason we got some hard deadlines we need to meet okay with some unmovable just roadblocks but unfortunately for this particular meeting i have a hard out so i'm gonna have to actually go but if we could pick this back up in six weeks time that would be great That'd be great. And with those roadblocks, make sure that you learn to love the problem. Don't enter solution mode too quickly. Oh, no, no, no. We're in, we're in, we're squarely in problem space right now. Guys, we are ideation. This is ideation zone. No idea is a bad idea at this point. No idea. Just no. pure Except, brainstorming. Does that mean that we're ideationing? Have yes. we turned that into a general? Yeah, we, right. we, yeah. John's ideas are shit always, but everyone else's ideas are fine. So just know that. It's also good that if a woman speaks, if you repeat the idea more loudly than she did, it might be accepted. If you're in a business context, of, for sure. Yeah, in yeah. a business context, that's right. Yeah. No matter yeah. how good her idea is, that's what the man does. Oh, mansplaining. Mansplaining just... Mansplaining. Crucial. That yeah. has been business. That was like not even... That was like business cubicle. That wasn't even just like a corner. That was like a whole cube right there. That was, that was business workshop. <sighs> that was like Monday basically that that's a monday for a lot of people right there that was monday they they feel like they just lived through monday again so apologies for that if someone listens to this on a monday they might actually like have a heart attack they're like why is my work life and my podcast life well should have listened to 1.5 x so that's the show guys top 45 that's it tight 45 Help me.